December is a busy month for so many reasons, but it's obviously the busiest travel season of the year. Not a good time for a snowstorm dumping 27 centimeters of snow on an airport to cause huge delays. And that's what's going on in the International Airport in Vancouver, or YVR. A huge snowstorm has just paralyzed their ability to get flights out. Why weren't they more prepared? What couldn't we have done to see this coming? And how do we deal with this moving forward? Talking right now with faculty lecturer in the Department of Aviation Management at McGill University, John Gradick is joining the show this evening. John, thank you so much for making the time. Uh, Pleasure is mine, Chelsea. No problem. John, there are a lot of questions that I have for you because the airline industry has been something that has seen a lot of obstacles or flaws, maybe missteps is another word we could use over the last several months. But let's talk about the situation that's happening right now. So people stranded waiting hours and hours for flights at YVR. Is it all because of this snowstorm or is there something else at play here? So I think it's really a function of the snowstorm. I think that, you know, the the airport had an indication of a snowstorm being on the schedule. Like they knew on Sunday that the storm was going to hit on Tuesday. The storm basically dumped a lot more snow. That forecast, they forecast about 15 and they got 37. In order to mount snow, it hit Vancouver. So, but even with 15 centimeters, they would have had disruption anyway. So they weren't ready for the snow. So uh, clarify exactly what that means for someone that's not experiencing this or doesn't have someone that they know that's close to them that's actually stranded. Does this dump of snow just mean that planes are left grounded? They just they just can't get out because they're they, simply snowed in? Yeah, well, that you know, it's like, you know, driving around a shopping center in a parking lot when you've had 35 centimeters of snow. You know, you've got ruts that you have to go through and you can only take one car through the rut at a time. So you're in a situation at an airport where, you know, you've got gates that are all over the place, as we know, and you've got to basically get airplanes to the gate and get them off the gate. And, you know, if you park an airplane at the gate and within an hour, that airplane is snowed in. And it's not, you know, you can't take a shovel and and shovel the airplane out. You've got to take some heavy equipment, clear out the snow, and then move the airplane around. So it, it it is a fairly complex process. You know, these are airplanes that, you know, you ding them with a piece of equipment and the airplane can't fly. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very sensitive to to proper handling. Uh, there's a way to handle these airplanes. Uh, and uh, it takes some, what I would call, tender loving care, particularly in a snowstorm, to basically do a good job of handling those airplanes. And I think that's where things fell apart at Pearson, uh, in a, at, uh, at um, yeah. Vancouver, because of the fact that we have a bunch of rookies, I would call them rookies, but they haven't—they've only been there about a year or two. They haven't had the experience that you would expect these ramp people to have or these passenger service people to have, and that's where they're having a bit of a hard time dealing with moving airplanes around in the snow. And John, can you expand on that a little bit? The reason that you call them rookies, this is this now takes us back to the pandemic when there were huge layoffs amongst the airline industry. And now with the with so many rehires, there are a lot of people that are new to this job. Is that as simple as it is? That's as simple as you can tell. You know, that's probably a, the simplification can get any simpler than that. <laughs> it's, it really it really it really is. You know, the, the airlines now have, you know, Air Canada has 37,000 employees. And before the pandemic, they only had they had thirty six thousand. They've got a thousand more people working for the airline uh, than before the pandemic hit. 
But even with that number of people, they're still having a bit of a hard time getting the productivity, getting the efficiency, and getting the safety aspects down pat. So while you may have the right numbers of people, what you're missing is really the experience, the effectiveness, and making sure that people can, in fact, do the job that they were trained to do. It takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of hand-holding. It takes a lot of training to get people to become, you know, proficient at handling these airplanes. And, uh, and handling an airplane in the middle of a snowstorm is a very specialized task. And unless you, you know, you can't get that handling process in training. The only time you get to figure out what to do is when it's snowing and you've got live airplanes hanging around. So it, they need to spend some time really dealing with the aircraft in a snowstorm environment for them to feel comfortable they know what they're doing. Yeah, so it's not at least what feels like everyone's first day at the job. When we talk about airline staff and we talk about the incentives for these people to stay for an experience like this and then for something similar that will inevitably happen in the future, are are they more fairly compensated now than before the pandemic? I mean, what are the changes that have been made to this industry to try to equip Canadians traveling with the best staff handling the job? Well, we've had this conversation before about salary. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the salary that we have, the the airlines have somewhat addressed that gap that we had. And I think we, we had a conversation about, you know, Air Canada offering people to work on the ramp at about $18 or $19 an hour and just down the runway a bit at the Amazon Center. Amazon was starting people at 25 bucks an hour. So, you know, what would you rather do? Shuffle, you know, packages at an Amazon warehouse or, you know, sling 60-pound bags off and on, off and off, sure. off and on airplanes? So that's where, it, you know, the, the airlines are having a hard time in being competitive to retain staff with the salary levels they have. So they've now bumped it up. I think, you know, at uh, Vancouver, they're up to about 23 or $24 an hour. At Toronto, they're up to about $24 an hour. So they're getting closer to what the market is offering. Uh, but the job is still a little tougher. So, the, you know, the, the gap that was causing all these people to, uh, to leave after they've been hired and all this churn um, has been closed. Um, so they've been able to retain a bit more staff than they had in the past. But, you know, you still got to train all of these people as well. Well, and then that takes us back to the situation that is happening real time at YVR. And now we we can expand it and look to the situation that's happening in Toronto at Pearson Airport as well. So is, can you sort of set the scene in terms of what what typical passengers are experiencing because of new staff, because of a giant snowstorm and unpreparedness for it? What is it that people well, are really know, dealing with? Yeah, they're dealing with airplanes that come in that, that are at a gate um, that, you know, the plane comes in, comes to the gate, you know, the bridges get put on, passengers come off the airplane, the bags get, come off the airplane, get put on carts, and the carts get stuck in the snow on the way to the baggage room, and somehow, some way, the bags get stuck outside. Uh, and then the airplane stays on the gate even though it's empty. Meanwhile, you've got three or four other planes waiting for that gate that can't get the gate because we've got nobody to push the airplane off the gate because the airplane is stuck in snow on the gate. So 
the airplane can't move, the gate is utilized, and you have passengers sitting on the airplanes waiting for an open gate, and they're sitting there for hours, you know, 10, 12 hours, what we heard in, at, uh, at Vancouver, all because the airplanes could not get off the gate. The empty airplanes couldn't get off the gate to allow for these full planes coming in to park the airplane at the gate. So passengers are being asked to be deplaned on air stairs, going on buses uh, in the middle of a snowstorm. It wasn't a very pretty sight. So because of the fact that they couldn't clear the gates and they couldn't bring the bags to the airport, if you saw the photos from the baggage room in Vancouver Airport or the baggage uh, handling airport facility at Vancouver, you know, it reminded me very, very vividly of Toronto Pearson in July and August and a, and a, and a tsunami of bags hanging around that airport. So we're going to take, it's going to take us a good three, four, five days if we're lucky uh, to clear out, you know, first the passengers and then the bags because the, the planes are full. You know, the, the planes are coming into Vancouver full and they're leaving from Vancouver full. So it's a very, very busy airport at this point in time. John, can you speak to what passengers are experiencing on an international level? Are we are we pausing international flights? Are people able to get out of the country? Where does that stand? Well, I think, that, you know, there's been, there's been a, a move by the Vancouver Airport Authority, um, a surprising move over the last day or so where they have embargoed international arrivals uh, from landing at Vancouver Airport. And uh, and that, to me, was, it was an interesting exercise in as much as, you know, there, it's only involved, involving somewhere around 12 or 15 flights a day, and there are hundreds of other flights that are domestic that could have been embargoed as well. But they chose to embargo the international flights, and they only embargoed foreign carrier international flights. That you know, Korean Airlines and and the Chinese air carriers and Cathay Pacific, Singapore Airlines, they're all embargoed. They were not allowed to fly for 72 hours, I believe, into Vancouver. But on the other hand, Air Canada, who flies in those same routes, whether they're flying from Bangkok to Vancouver or Hong Kong to Vancouver or Narita to Vancouver or Austin to Vancouver, they were all permitted to fly into Vancouver. So I, I found that a little discon, you know, dis, disconcerting that, you know, we were having a little bit of favoritism on the part of the Vancouver Airport Authority to, you know, favor, you know, the Canadian international operators and not, and you know, and, and ban, literally, uh, foreign carriers from flying into Vancouver, which to me didn't make any sense. So that's a question I would ask the Vancouver Airport Authority to kind of give me the rationale for that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see some sort of an explanation for that uh, as we continue to take a look at this story and really try to analyze what exactly went wrong. Uh, John, let's look a little bit broader then. So the situation in other airports, the situation in Pearson, what what can travelers expect? I mean, there's there are still a couple more days before Christmas, still a, a lot of traveling left to do for a lot of Canadians. What are they facing? Well, I think that, you know, they, they, hopefully, you know, we've got this weather bomb that's just about ready to hit us in eastern Canada and, and, and you know, Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa and points east. Uh, over the next few hours, hopefully, um, you know, the, uh, you know the, we will not go through the same experience that Vancouver's had. I think, you know, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa are, are used to some of these bigger dumps of snow, uh, and they're able to handle them with the right equipment and the right um, training. Uh, the question is going to be, 
you know, how much of an impact is freezing rain going to have? Uh, and that's the, that's the, the big issue, that once you've got freezing rain into the equation, uh, it gets really messy. So snow, wind, and sometimes rain isn't, isn't, isn't a big issue. It's, it's the freezing rain. So as long as that freezing rain is held off, I think, you know, the eastern Canadian airports will be in pretty good shape. There could be some delays. I think what the airlines have learned from the, from the Vancouver exercise earlier this week uh, is that the airlines have a responsibility when they see these weather forecasts come in, they take, a, they take preemptive action to, uh, to start thinning out the schedule, to proactively cancel flights uh, and to consolidate traffic onto other flights um, before you get called, before you show up at the airport. You get a call you know, a day or two before the flight to say your flight's been canceled. <laughs> so that's, um, I see more of that happening in the last 24 hours at Pearson and at Trudeau and at Ottawa Airport. And more, there's quite a few flights already canceled. Uh, I did not see that at Vancouver. Is there anything, John, that someone can do to sort of take ownership of the situation? What are what are travelers recommended to be doing when they're dealing with last-minute flight cancellations like this or these these extremely long wait times? Well, you know, the, the, the reason you've got these extremely long wait times in this situation is because it's the week, be, you know, it's the week before Christmas, and as you mentioned, it's the busiest week of the year, and all the flights are full. So in Vancouver, at any one given day, you you, you basically have sixty thousand people traveling, you know, arriving, departing Vancouver Airport, and you haven't had a flight. Those the airport was closed for two days, so you've got one hundred and twenty thousand people that you've got to move out of Vancouver Airport, and there's no room on any flight to take them. The flights are already full. So, you know, the, the airlines have basically told the passengers whose flights have been canceled, delayed, disrupted for the last couple of days, you're on your own. Here, we're going to offer you a flight, and you're going to leave on the 21st of December. That flight has been canceled. The next available flight we have for you is December 31st. Uh, How does yeah. that grab <laughs> Unfortunately, not not surprising. I mean, not not situations that are dissimilar to ones that we've heard over the last several months. I mean, this just seems to be par for the course. Well, no, but like I said, you know, it's, it's you've got a perfect storm, snowstorm, major snowstorm, Christmas week, a situation where you're you're left between a rock and a hard place that you've got no place to put these passengers, and you've got to move those passengers out of Vancouver, and you don't have any spare aircraft. You have no seats available on, on existing flights. And Air Canada's basically, and WestJet have basically thrown their hands up in the air and saying, sorry, we're not going to give you any meals. We're not going to give you any hotels. Sorry, you're on your own. And here's the next flight that we can book you on. Take it or leave it. And that's, you know, unfortunately, in these situations, uh, we see a loss in terms of what the term customer service is all about. You know, and unfortunately, you know, we have an example, as we had in the summer, where customer service doesn't seem to be part of the language that's being spoken, neither by the airports nor by the by the airlines when it comes to disruption. John, we're going to leave it there. That's all the time that we have. I appreciate you so much coming on and weighing in on something that a lot of Canadians are paying attention to. Really appreciate your time. No problem. Have a great Christmas. Enjoy yourself. Take you care. too. Thank you so much.